0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. I'm Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Uh, today is episode 51. Woohoo! hoo um, And it's a solo show, just you and I. Just you and I. I can't believe I did that. Okay, today is going to, we're going to go in a little different direction today. And I have to preempt this whole show with a, my chair is totally squeaky statement. I don't know uh, what the deal is. I spent good money on a chair. So we're going to whip out the WD-40 later. But I apologize because it is more comfortable than just a hard chair. So I'm going to use it. (laughs) So I apologize in advance for that. Now, okay, so the different direction. Let let me back up. I've got the the post completely written. And this whole thing was inspired by a book. But before we do that, uh, I have to give two shout outs uh, at the beginning of this. So the first shout-out is to CJ Andrew of WPStudio5.com. CJ, thank you so much for the awesome uh, podcast review on iTunes. Totally made my day. I've got a new assistant, and we're we're trying to pull and track reviews. So anyways, thank you. I appreciate that. I've connected with CJ recently through a group I started on Facebook, Profiting with WordPress. You can totally join us there. I'd love to have you. Uh, He is just... To, to coin a friend of mine, Trey, uh, he's kind of Mr. On It. He's helping people. He's jumping in, super friendly. So CJ, thanks. I totally appreciate it. And for anybody listening, if you go to the show notes, you can click through. I've, I've linked to CJ's site. Uh, and say hi. Connect. He's, he's super friendly, helpful. He's, he's all kinds of wisdom with WordPress. So that's awesome. And then this is kind of a fun shout out. I have a 10-year-old listener. What is up, Luke Pathé? You totally made my day literally, right? Here's, this is a friend of mine. Her son is listening and she's like, he's totally listening to your podcast. So Luke, what up? Thanks. Maybe I'll have to have you on the show sometime. So kind of fun. All right. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, and jump into this. So today's episode is called you are the obstacle in your business. And I, I'm speaking from total personal experience, but what I have found in coaching people and working with people is this is pretty common. And this was inspired, um, This was totally inspired by a book I'm reading, and so we're going to go ahead and just jump into this. First of all, (laughs) I can't believe that I'm saying this, but March of this year, 2015, it is almost uh, Valentine's Day, February. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. But March of this year will be eight years that I've been doing this online thing, and I can't believe it, but I'm super, I'm really proud of myself, actually, (laughs) for sticking with it and... And persevering, because there's definitely been some ups and downs, and and we'll get into all that. Uh, But, you know, honestly, nobody could have told me that eight years ago, if someone had said, you know, you're the only one getting in your own way, I probably would have told them off, (laughs) seriously. And because that was kind of who I was, like, I I could definitely tell you some good stories. I was just kind of a hard ass, to be honest with you. Um, I'd like to think I've always been pretty optimistic and outgoing, I took a lot of pride in being stoic, and uh, I've always sort of been a get-or-done person, but I took a lot of pride in having that little bit of, um, let's try to adjust the mic here, a little bit of an intimidation factor, for lack of a better explanation. And I was always in management and leadership positions and whatnot, um, and I really like that, but that's really not who I am. I have worked super hard to kind of become a kinder, gentler version of myself and I have to tell you, my life flows. I, I enjoy people more. <laughs> that sounds like I'm a person that like hated people. It's not it. But I, I'm, I'm really present. I, I enjoy spending time with, with the people that are important to me. I enjoy connecting with new people. You know, I definitely need those times where I unplug and disconnect. I'm super content by myself. But um, I, I just, I've worked hard to come from a different place in my life. And it flows. It works. So let me give you a little bit of background into how I came into this conclusion of you being the obstacle, which I did say was a book. Um, But I have to tell you, it wasn't like some light switch went off, because this has definitely been, um, well, I would say it's been an evolution, to say the least, which most things in life are, right? And this was a a mentor of mine said to me, you know, Kim, it isn't a light switch. It's like the dimmer switch that slowly comes on. My problem is that I keep shutting the dimmer switch off. I've done (laughs) that. Right, and now I'm just going to let it keep keep growing and do its thing and and getting a little bit brighter, and and that's where all of this came for, came from. And I have no idea where all these little light metaphors are coming from. Just bear with me. Um, So I don't know if I've shared this with you guys before, but I am a huge reader. I spent about gosh, yeah, it was probably just about ten years in the book industry, and as a young adult, and I started. Like my senior year in high school, I was a clerk in a bookstore, I just needed a part time job. And before that, I'd always read it's funny, because I think back to when I was a kid. And <laughs> this will—well, I don't know if it'll date myself or not, because her books are still available. Anybody remember Judy Bloom? Yeah, I had all her books. And I probably read them four or five times each. I read Anna Green Gables, all that stuff. It never dawned on me <laughs> to ask for new books or hey, I just kept reading what I had. Dork, I know. However, you know, it wasn't until I got into the bookstore that I found different niches and genres and, and whatnot. And it wasn't really until doing that, that I realized there was simply not enough time to read everything I wanted to read. And I'll tell you the other cool thing about working in a bookstore. First of all, it's probably the best type of retail to be in. um, Because it's, it it just is, it's probably the better, the better spectrum if you're going to be in retail. Um, and what was really cool about it though, is because, you know, I mean, you see it today, right? And it happens probably much quicker today than it did way back when. Um, but there's constantly books being published. It's amazing how quickly they can crank a book out about a current event or current affairs or things that are happening. So I kind of picked up this broad knowledge. I'm pretty decent at Jeopardy (laughs) when it comes to books and authors, but you pick up this little bit of knowledge and having conversations. And it's funny because being able to have those conversations with people in a retail environment where you're just chatting with a customer, but you kind of make, you leave them with that feeling of it's just a little bit better. I had some really cool experiences actually uh, in the bookstore. I actually had a customer one time go around the corner to the competition and buy me a book because we were t- I was in college and I was talking about needing a book on the Civil War, whatever. It was called Andersonville Diary. Great true story. It's a, it's a diary of uh, uh, POW in Civil War. But I needed a book for report and we didn't have it in stock. So she literally went around the corner. So that's kind of a cool story, right? Think of, it's not media, but that's certainly that social networking piece that it's so funny as I'm telling this story because this isn't in the post. I'm telling the story realizing how powerful those connections are. Um, but you know, it's like, I worked my way up from a clerk to being a district manager in San Francisco and I was, I don't know, mid twenties and I've kind of always been that dog with a bone for the next challenge and the next opportunity. (laughs) Fortunately, I've learned to settle down a little. Um, and I, I appreciate where I'm at right now. Um, but it was, it was during that time, I would say pre, before I became a district manager, um, and I was in management, that I sort of discovered the entire business motivation self-help niche. Everything went to hell in a handbasket from there. <laughs> um, it, it's become an obsession. Well, it became, I should say, it became an obsession. And I went through all of them. And I and I apologize if I've actually talked about this. Um, it's so funny. I, I hear myself, I heard myself to say the word actually. And as a side note, Sandy, what's up? I was talking with um, a friend today about using actually and it's one of the worst words you can use in speaking. So we're gonna have to knock that off. But um, where was I holy rabbit hole with the thoughts. When I discovered the the business motivation piece, I really started with Napoleon Hill and Dennis Waitley and, and um, God, not Jim Rohn. I was thinking Brian Tracy, all of those guys, Zig Ziglar was a big one for me and listening to his Southern drawl, because then I totally got into the books on tape. And I'm sitting here with quotes, doing the air quotes. But the truth is, they were cassette tapes. And this is like a little basket in my car of all my cassette tapes and stuff. And then I became a subscriber to Nightingale Conant. I don't know if anybody listening is anymore. It was kind of like a mail order, right? So you could get stuff there. Man, I I don't know if if this is good or bad to be sharing all this. Um, But then the first I think the first big leap into into kind of shifting gears was Tony Robbins. Yep. I had the personal power, that informational, that, you know, the um, info product on TV, right? The, God, why can't I think of what that's called? You know, the commercials, the late night marketing, whatever. But I bought personal power. And it was the first time I think I'd started looking at having more of an active role in my own conscious choices. And I don't know that I was aware of it so much at that time, but really started paying attention to what do I want? And how can I plan it? How can I make this happen? And hear me out on this, I I found a balance at this point in my life between the hustle, the drive, the direction, the goals with this other side of me that I, I worked through all of the literally, I don't know, there's probably not many of those authors and speakers that you would mention that I didn't listen to or read. Um, And then I shifted to more of a spiritual approach and became a massive Wayne Dyer fan. I think I saw, I saw him speak three or four times in San Francisco, I had his book signed, I told him he got me through the worst period of my life, he hugged me. I mean, seriously, like I've got his kids books, he's meaning he's got books written for children. Um but it it that also was sort of this step into a gentler way to do it right, so not that I've come full circle, but as I've gone through this, there also comes a point where you the work is within right, and <laughs> this is going so far people I'm sorry if you're listening to this like this has nothing to do with WordPress and business. what are you doing? Hear me out, we're gonna get there, but that that place inside you where there's I will, I will always be a reader, I will always pick up new stuff and gain insight. I read novels, too. I do. Um, But really, there's something to me about hearing how someone else experienced something. And it's that story piece. So as you're listening to this, regardless of whether or not one element to this, this episode resonates with you, Pay attention to the fact that it's that story piece, right? It's like you start feeling like you you know that person you're listening to or you're reading because because they shared it with you. And I, it, it's those stories and those things that make you step back and think, okay, there's a different way. Or I can I can shift this, or there's another opportunity, right? It's it's that connection piece again, where you resonate and somebody becomes relatable. Okay, so let's. This all brings me to the book that spurred this entire episode and a pretty lengthy post on Facebook, which I'm gonna have to tell you um, the in terms of Facebook, I I do spend most of my time there. But Facebook, I've mentioned before that Facebook is really loving video, I'm getting a ton of reach when I post a video. However, the reach was pretty um, comparable to this post I wrote last night, it was long, it it was like a mini post. You could call it, call it a blog post and I was just sharing, you know, my journey and, and what that's been like and that it is hard work and all this stuff. And you can read it and I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, but I, the engagement and the reach was great. And then I boosted the post today. So I will report back another time and tell you how that's going. But what I would suggest to you is think of, and, and this is the first time I've really started doing this, but Facebook and Twitter and wherever you spend your time socially, show up, just show up. That's, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm on a mission to get this coin. But that's hashtag, just show up. I think I should do um, t shirts, right. And so if people give me a review or, or ask me a question, I'll send them a just show up t shirt. I think I'm going to do that. So if you leave me a comment, holler, and let's get this going Just show up. Okay, so this book has totally become one of my all time favorites. Literally, Amazon loves me because I am the dork who Orders the Kindle book because it's convenient and it's immediate, and I love it. And then I have to order the physical book because I want to take notes and highlight. And I keep highlighting stuff in the Kindle. And this is a shout out. I don't know if he listens. I'm gonna have to tag him so he listens to this. But Sean Vosler, v- Vosler, V O S L E R, used to be the WordPress. Was he the WordPress guy? He's dropped that. He's he's an online marketer. Super fun. Follow him on Facebook. because he, he really is fun to, to watch, to connect with, and engage. But there is a methodology for highlighting things in Kindle, sending it to Evernote, all that stuff. Anyways, I've ordered this book. It should be here tomorrow so that I can go through and everything that I've highlighted in the Kindle book, we're going to go ahead and do it physically so I can use the quotes. It's just like my mind was spinning with content and ideas and, and things I can do in my business. The book is called... Oh, I almost forgot too, as I'm sitting here, I have to say how I record this. This has got to be the cuckoos episode. So I hope you guys are entertained. So I have two monitors and I've got Adobe Audition on the left. And then on the right hand side is the post. And I just realized I almost forgot to include a tweet. I took a, a, a screenshot of a tweet today as I was writing this because I tweeted to the author of the book because it has absolutely become one of my most favorite books. I'm actually going to actually boom a dollar. I'm going to have to start putting a jar here. I'm going to buy this for my kids because I think they would enjoy reading it. Um, It's easy to read. But the book title, before I continue rambling, is called The Obstacle is the Way, The Timeless Art of Turning Trials into Triumph by Ryan Holiday. So when I went to look for the book image, and then it's one of those like, you know, you go to uh, Amazon, and I I pulled in the, the hardback because it's a brighter color. You know, I'm all about the the format and the way the post looks. And then I wanted to look up the author. So he's got like five other books. For some reason, I was expecting him to be older. My guess is he's 30-ish. Uh, I don't know why, but there's so much wisdom and truth in this book. I kept expecting maybe more life experience. Anyways, the author's Ryan Holiday. And I, I would follow him on Twitter, go to his site, whatever. He's got a, a growth hacker book. Um, I don't have Amazon up right now, so I'm not going to go through that. But I might link to his other books in the show notes as well. All right, so let me give you a brief overview of the book. And obviously, you know where I got the title of the post and the episode from, right? Because the obstacle is the way. First of all, it made me think instantly of other areas where I've been frustrated, and things haven't gone the way I wanted, or I hoped it. I hope things would change. And the first example that I can give you guys for this, and this is personal, and here we go. This is quote unquote, just showing up. I should say instead of quote unquote hashtag, right? But is something I've struggled with and not horrifically, but I've spent some time I'm I'm frustrated with my weight, right? I know a lot of women are, um, but I think it's a way that I keep myself playing small sometimes. Now, in reading this book, I was like, okay, so instead of hating and being frustrated and and that's harsh, you guys. I'm I'm really it's not a woe is me, but it's wait a minute, maybe the way to the other side of this. Is through the the attention that I give to my body and my health, and all, do you see what I'm saying? And so it's kind of like, huh, all right, or same thing. A lot of a lot of thing that a lot of um, entrepreneurs probably hit this point where there's money frustrations, right? And I'll tell you, the more you focus on the frustration of the money, the more frustrated you're going to be. So the obstacle is not having the money. So instead of, well, actually, the obstacle is money, right? That's what you want. So. If you use that as the way to the other side, things will shift and I know that's very ambiguous. You do need to read the book. But I'm going to tell you I'm going to, who this book is for because I started thinking about this and I think that <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people I don't want to say are necessarily going to be offended with this, but here here's who I think this book is for. You're ready to make a change in your life and or your business. You're not a victim of anything. And I know we could probably argue 10 ways sideways on that. Um, But at the end of the day, you get to choose. And I'll go further than that. You're willing to take responsibility. I was having a conversation with my mentor, and I should just do the air quotes, mentors, the therapist, right, who I've been talking to since I lost my husband what 12 years ago, just become this life mentor. So she gets credit for a lot of this. Uh, but talking to her about something I was frustrated with, and, and it was really, she stopped and said, what is your role in all this? And I had to step back and you know, and look at it from a complete, not spun me, right? But it instantly was like this pivot of, okay, I can't keep bitching and, and, and moaning and complaining about this over here. What did I do to get here, right? So you're willing to take responsibility. That's a big key. Um, you believe in working hard and working smart because I was raised with the mentality of, you know, work hard, work hard, and totally not a dig at my parents who are two of, well, two of the most awesome people on the planet that I know and adore. Uh, my dad's a retired police officer, worked two jobs as a kid when I was younger, you know, and cause my mom stayed home and all those things. And both my parents worked super hard. So, th- and starting a business, being an entrepreneur takes hard work, but There is a way that you can work super hard with the right strategy, right? So that's working hard and working smart. Here's another one. You're done waiting for other people to give you permission because guess what? It is not going to come. It's not until you allow yourself. I'm totally having issues in the chair today, but it's not until you allow yourself to really show up and, and do things your way. I have learned without a doubt that the only way, that my business is going to keep growing and scaling when I want it is if I take the time to say, does this feel right to me? Is this how I want to do things? Yes. There could be 20 gurus sideways, right up, down, every way saying this is the only way you're going to succeed online. And if it doesn't feel right, it's just not going to work for me. Um, you appreciate learning from each challenge and opportunity Hard one to grasp, right? But even this the other day when I was thinking about this with my mentor, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm here because this because it's there I'm not gonna get into details with this, but it is like the third time in a few years that I've been in this place, right? And it's it's related to my business, but and I'm like, how did I friggin' end up here again? I was pissed, right? And instantly I got a judgment of what are you doing? How did you get here? And then there's this other part of me that's like, you're totally wasting your energy. This, this isn't going to serve you, right? But within the cool thing is this was just an hour conversation. I'd say by about 40 minutes, <laughs> that light bulb went off, right? So I, I'm a, I'm a faster learner these days. Um, and the last thing, this book, this book is for you if quitting is not an option. You know, It. There are plenty of times. I think every entrepreneur has that moment where you think, "Oh my God, a job would just be so much easier," and it's not. Um, The point is not about ease either, and that's kind of where we're gonna we're gonna get into um, how this relates exactly to your business, for what that's worth, you know. And if any of those bullet points struck a nerve with you, meaning you found yourself getting defensive, and they might seem sort of ambiguous. And the one that I'm thinking most of is you're not a victim of anything. So let, let's put this in a real life example, where I uh, I was a widow at 32, not anything you think is going to happen, right? And for a long time, I defined myself by that. And it was real ego, this part of me that was just I didn't choose this. This isn't what I wanted. You know, it's, it's not my fault. I'm a single parent. I mean, like I didn't want to say I was a single mom and hear my heart to all the single parents out there. Th- this was a long time ago. <laughs> that's not how I feel. And I just have so much more empathy and compassion for anybody in any circumstance. I've not walked a day in your shoes. Okay. So that's my disclaimer. Um, but I, I started defining myself by that. And you s- I use that a lot, right? In, in that, well, I have to do it by myself or mind you, there, there's a part of me that I don't have a ton of, this is where I still got work to do. I don't have a ton of empathy for, you know, people who complain because they stay home with their kids and their husband works and travels. It's like mm, wrong person to talk to. <laughs> That's not kind, we're working on it. But, you know, that victim, if, if, that, if you felt defensive with that, I can tell you, you've got work to do here. Um, next let's move on. This is still part of the book, but is I, I'm not a huge, uh, I'm not one who's big on sports metaphors or sports references. And that's only because I'm not an athlete and I mean, I swam on a swim team for like 10 years. I've, I've played soccer, Those, but I'm not like an athlete. <laughs> I, I played sports as a kid. Um, but I do understand and appreciate what sports can do for an individual and and how that can help you grow and all that stuff. So this is an excerpt from the book, and it was so spot on, I just had to share this with you. There's a chapter in the book called Follow the Process. And in in this chapter, uh, the author Ryan Holiday talks about coach Nick Saban. Saban, I apologize if I'm botching his name. He apparently is the head coach of the University of Alabama, which I guess is one of the most successful college football programs. I I could have done more homework, but I don't think we need to go there. So let's just kudos to all of them. Um, And what he considers responsible for his success and what he considers that would be, wow, that was a bad sentence. What coach Saban considers is responsible for his success, is two words, and it's what he calls the process. And he teaches all of his players literally in quotes, the process. So this is this is a quote directly from the book. And this is from the coach. Don't think about winning the SEC championship. Don't think about the national championship. Think about what you needed to do in this drill on this play in this moment. That's the process. Let's think about what we can do today, the task at hand. And to sort of summarize um, Ryan's chapter on the process. I love this sentence. And if you go to the post, Um, This is a a tweetable quote I've got there. I'm testing a new plugin called Tweet Dis, (laughs) D-I-S. But follow the process and not the prize. And that was in the book. And it hit me so full on. How many times in your business do you go about, and I did this a lot early on, but you go about a project or something for the result, right? That you want to create a course because... And hear me out too. I'm not saying that you're only doing this for the money, but we're in business, but you come up with an idea for something because you think it will do well and that's that's human nature. But if you think about the process, you know, I'm working on a course, um, with Jonathan Perez, what up? And I'm going to give him a quick shout out to one of the coolest human beings on the planet. He will be launching a new podcast called developer to millionaire. So all you WordPress devs, this is for you who, who want to shift things. Um, but we've been working on a course for a while and it's just about done and it's, it's taken a lot longer. It's selling with WordPress, but the reason it's taken longer is because we've stepped back and approached it from a completely different perspective, not from a, the marketplace needs this because we've gotten a lot of validation that people are interested in this, but we've stepped back and thought, what is the best way for people to learn this material? How can we present in a way that it's you know, we talk about five different platforms for selling with WordPress. That's not what this whole thing is about. It's selecting the right one for you, for your audience, for your customer. What is the smoothest checkout? How do you get people on board beforehand? How do you get people, how do you keep them as a customer? What is that follow-up process, right? So we we really looked at it from a different angle. And so the process of doing this has been hugely important. Now, it's time to ship it, right? Because it's very easy to keep tweaking and adjusting that process. Anyways, I love that quote, follow the process and not the prize." That is Ryan Holiday from The Obstacle Is The Way. That sounded like a commercial, didn't it? <laughs> okay, so how does all of this relate to your business? Clearly, this is going to look different for everyone. So I'll go ahead and share how this, how I became the obstacle in my own business. And then I'd love to hear from you guys. Tell me if you can relate. And these are all bullet points. And of course, you can substitute words in here. Um, So the first one, (laughs) and I'm going to give you the quotes where I've used quotes. I'm, quote unquote, busy with client work. I don't have time to do X, quote unquote, fill in whatever that is, whether that is, I don't have time to be on Facebook. I don't have time to tweet. I don't have time to um, write a blog post. Ding, 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 right? I don't have time to whatever the case is. You can fill in that blank, but it, but the, but the time thing is is a big one. Who am I to Who am I to talk about WordPress? I'm not a developer. Who am I to I'm not a designer. Who am I to teach this? Who am I to right? I I think that in that's also known as the imposter syndrome. I think we've all been there at one point or another, and that to me comes from this place of trying to be something you're not. And I don't mean trying to be a developer. But instead of focusing on what you think you're supposed to be, you step back and say, Okay, well, let's use WordPress and my business. Where is the magic that happens for me? It's in the teaching and the training, it's breaking down stuff that is helpful for online entrepreneurs, online business owners to take to go to that next level in their business, right to scale to go big to use WordPress as the platform to profit. Because again, if you're in business, you need to profit. And that's a whole other rant, we will not get on the sales conversation today. But th- the point it's, it's more of a who am I not to Right? my I've got my own perspective on things. And, and I all I'm going to do is is tell you what works for me how I do it. And to quote Eric Napolitano, who I'm sure I've quoted multiple times on the show, love me, hate me, but don't be indifferent. So I get it now that I'm not everyone's cup of tea. All good. However, it held me back for a long, long time. I was actually thinking today, (laughs) I don't know if anybody's going to answer this question. But I was thinking today, God, I should probably have like do a show with my therapist and share with you guys a little bit of because she remembers way more about the blocks and the challenges and the frustrations that I have felt in in growing this. Because who you hear on, on this show, this is pretty much me. I There's not a lot of, um, <laughs> there's not a hidden agenda with me. If you meet me in person, this is who I am. Um, but but those early years where there was a lot of frustration, and remember, I started working with her in 2003. I didn't start my business till 2008. And those five years in between were the darkest period. It was the darkest period of my life after I lost my husband. And so getting through a lot of grief and tragedy to then, okay, now I'm ready to really step into this life and make the most of this, Right. So there's been a lot of growth there and I thought, I don't know, maybe it's time to be super transparent and pull back, pull back the curtain and have a conversation with her that we share as a podcast episode um, in terms of the differences that she's seen in me or, or talk about the failures and the challenges and the shame and all of the frustration that I've been through. Just so you know, you're not alone. I, I never realized how much power there was in sharing and I've learned at this point in my life, I, I I need to share. I need, I need to do that. Um, but I'm very conscious of who I share with. So that's something to be careful with. Wow. Holy side note. Um, okay. So we did the, who am I here's one, and this is just an example, but if you, if you have an online business, this one will probably relate. To create the email sequence, I have to come up with the opt-in offer, then I have to go into my autoresponder, I have to set up the form, I have to add it to my site, I need to go back and do the follow-up sequence, I need to test it. So how many of you hear that and you get what I'm talking about? With online processes and online marketing and in business, it is often that kind of rabbit hole, right? You think, okay, I'm just going to go do a quick opt-in page, or I'm going to test this because I'm really... And when I talk a lot about opt-in pages and landing pages, I am f- not focused, but that's a big part of what I'm paying attention to this year. I'm looking at my metrics, and I'm looking at what is working, and, and how are how are those conversions then relating? Are they engaging? What Where are we taking that, right? So that's why I'm having um, those conversations so much this year, as well as why I give that example a lot. But oftentimes, we go to do something, like I had the idea last week. I'm like, I'm going to do a webinar on WordPress lead generation, how to tools, tips, I've got email templates, I've got sequence maps of okay, just an initial opt in, because for a long time, there was zero follow up sequence from the WordPress chick. It was thanks, here's your opt in offer. And then it was, here's your broadcast when I get around to it. Well, so now there's an opt in sequence. And there's a process and my uber fabulous tool hatchback that I love, I'm going to get the CEO um, on the show who sent me an email, by the way, that's part of the connection thing. And that's going to be a whole other episode with Sandy Eveleth, who is just this master connector. She is all about making all the right connections. Um, But so I was thinking about doing this webinar and going to go to webinar, five minutes done and then it's like, okay, wait a minute. So now I need to, all right, so we got the webinar. So then, should I go do the email sequence first? Then I gotta take the form and am I gonna use ClickFunnels? Am I gonna use Lead Pages? Am I gonna use Thrive Content Builder? Then you gotta go set up the page. And, and so, next thing you know, it's like two hours later, right? And this was supposed to be a, I'm gonna test this. Okay. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. That is business. That's the work that has to be done. And if you allow yourself to get caught up in this, oh my God, it, it, there's so much to do or there's so much, you're never going to get ahead. You will never be further than you are today. If every single time you look at the tasks that need to be done as chores and this heavy weight and this, woe is me? And well, I have to take care of this, meaning the quote unquote client work, what is the thing that is paying you today? even though that's not what you want to do tomorrow if you treat that as the only thing that matters then just own that you're going to be there and you're responsible for creating that and when i talk about that the first example i'm going to give you is when god it was probably god i don't know 4 or 5 years ago and it it still took a long time to shift but i made a conscious choice that i couldn't do client work before noon because my brain is more on, and I'm actually recording this, and I wrote this post later in the afternoon, which is <laughs> not typical for me. But I tend to be more creative, my juices are flowing, I'm a little bit more amped, I've had my coffee, maybe I worked out, right? So I need to do that stuff the first part of my day. It's in the afternoon where I can focus on it. And, and I'm not saying that my attention span is nil, and I'm going to do crappy work for clients or that kind of thing. But I'm saying that tends to be more task, that's more Um, you know, not robotic, what's the word I'm looking for, repetitive things that I can do. And and I just can get those done. But when I need to be creative, I need to be creative. So I had to make a choice for myself and say, this is what I'm going to do the first part of this day. And trust me, there's a whole bunch of, I shouldn't say whole, but there's probably a handful of things that need that type of attention and commitment from me and my business to go where I want to go right now. And I'm willing to do that. Um, let's see. Okay, so we already did the example, the email sequence. Okay, well, I can't do this until this is done, right? I can't put up a squeeze page until my site's finished, or I've written a blog post, or, um, you know, I can't launch the product until I've, that was a bad example, I can't launch my podcast until whatever, right? And trust me, as someone who understands launching a podcast or show, because I didn't have any strategy when I when I started this one, but that was a while ago. And so I understand the processes behind this now. Um, But putting off doing something that's going to take you further, you have to look at, is that a truth? Is does it really matter if I simply send people to a thank to a squeeze page, a thank you page, and then an email sequence? Is it okay that the site is under construction? Or is it okay that um, it says coming soon? Or is it okay that it's up? even though I'm tweaking the logo. One of my most favorite examples of this would be Marianne Manthe of designyourownblog.com. And I she will be on the show um, pretty quickly here. We connected via Twitter, and I, I've probably told the story, but I apologize um, if you've heard it. But for those who haven't, we connected on Twitter. I have a tendency now when I when I follow people on Twitter, I go to their profile, and then I click through to their site. So I did that. And I went to her site and it said, coming soon. It was a very attractive, she's a designer, the landing page looked great. And then it said, I'm really active on my Facebook page. Connect with me over there. I, t- I share a ton of design resources. I did. And now that was a rabbit hole because being the geek that I am for downloads and, and, and graphics and icons and tools and all this fun stuff, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be here forever. But... I was so impressed with what she was doing there. Then, of course, then I started tweeting her. Next thing you knew, friendship, she's contributed to a product. She's got a book out. I've had her on the show that will be released soon. So you don't know where that's going to come from. But she didn't wait until her site was up to start connecting and building an audience. Um, How about I'll do that when? Kind of the same as I can't do that until. (laughs) That was awesome. It was kind of a semantics, wasn't it? Um, How about, well, I don't want to be that person. So instead of putting your offers out there, you're afraid of, well, I don't want to be smarmy. I don't want to be spammy. It's okay to sell, right? And if you keep getting in your head about not wanting to be that person, this kind of goes way back to which the obstacle is. The obstacle in this case would be so you don't want to be that person who's selling. So to you, selling is an obstacle. Well, the only way you're going to get to the other side is to start selling. Does that make sense? Um, here's, here's another one. And this has been me for a long time. And now I do not apologize for this. But how about feeling like, well, it's not really work. I used to look at working on my own site, creating videos. Um, or I, I get asked this a lot on Facebook because I share lots of tools and resources. How do you find all this stuff? You know, when do you do this? You find the coolest tools and blah, blah, blah. I spend time doing that. It it feeds me. It gets me excited. It keeps me. I love the fact that the internet is always changing. I love the fact that that I could be doing this when I'm 70 if I want. And holy moly, what is that even going to look like, right? And I, I think of all the cool tools, which I really should probably do another um not a plugins, but tools that I've used. And I'm just gonna tell you right now, one that I just found and I'm testing <laughs> it's called convoy or Convo, I guess you would say C O N V O I. And it's kind of like Google voice. It's a free app. It's kind of like Google voice, but it's created by Citrix, the go to go to webinar people. Um, and you can call out from it. So it's an app on your phone. I have an iPhone. I'm assuming it's there for Android too. Um, but I found this, you pick the area code because I've got a new assistant and there will be a point where she needs to have to be able to call people. And obviously I'd rather not have to go get her a cell phone, <laughs> another number, but this is another way. So that's a little tool. My point is that I I have set it up in a way that I allow I, myself that time during my day to find those things, to find those resources it's fun, it makes me happy, I feel like a little kid. Um, and I made a declaration truly in my manifesto a few years ago that if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. So that's why I do that stuff, because it makes me happy, I enjoy doing it. And then when I'm in this happy, playful place, the content I put, put out is going to be better, the connections that I make are going to be better. I'm, I'm more inclined to support and share other people simply because I'm feeling good. Um, So the, it's not really work. You get to define that. Get over. Well, you know, because going back, like it's supposed to be hard work or, but get over that whole thing of wasting time. Mind you, you're going to get a whole lot more done if you get rid of the distractions. Uh, I, I had an internet outage. Was it two weeks ago now? Comcast was down for, gosh, seven hours maybe. By the way, there is a fiber optic internet fiber optic network or whatever company that is in the city I live in now. So fingers crossed. Um, but they were down. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to blog off my phone. So I'm like, what can I get done? I got a bunch of videos edited. I mapped out a whole bunch of other stuff. I worked in my passion planner. I, I just, I got shit done, excuse me, but I, I got a bunch done. I was like, wow, <laughs> what's that going to look like if you shut those distractions consistently?" Um, but just keep in mind that you know you really are in control of that. How about this one? This is how you're supposed to, quote unquote, do it, right? I said this earlier that you've got a bunch of gurus and a bunch of people telling you how you should and shouldn't do things. And I know for myself that that's never ever going to work. What how how you can shift that is when I was getting started with internet marketing and online marketing and all of this space, you know, I followed a lot of internet marketers yet here I was in this WordPress kind of blogging open source, free space, quote unquote mentality. So I was like, I do not know where I fit in. Because do I want to earn a phenomenal income? I absolutely do. Um, At the same time, I need to be me and I want to connect and it needs to be fun. And I need to enjoy what I'm doing. And I want to provide value, right? So how do you fit in there? And it took me a long time to, to find that path. So what I do now is the anything that you're supposed to do, quote, unquote, is I pay attention, or I research or I learn strategies. So where I talk a lot about Facebook, and, and I mentioned this early in terms of a video, right, or text, so I can see so if if one of my mentors, you know, if Adam or Tony and to say, this is what's working, this is the kind of reach we're getting with organic posts. I don't care what anybody says about algorithms, Facebook organic reach is dead, blah, 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 blah. I just I don't listen to that stuff. It's kind of like movie critics, right? It's just whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I go, I go to movies to be entertained. Sometimes I really want to feel something. I've had those moments where I'm like, I need a good cry, but uh, same thing. So I'm going to take a strategy and and look at it and say, does this feel right in my business? I can tell you, video on Facebook is working. So I take that, I tweak it, and I make it work for me. Last point here is, I can't teach that until I've done this, or I can't sell that until I've done this. You know, I think if you approach, I wonder how many times I say, I think too, isn't it obvious these are my thoughts? (laughs) You catch yourself. I don't know. Do you guys ever do that? Like you catch the stuff coming out of your mouth. I do that when I'm writing posts. I realize how often I, I, uh, I put the word just in, I just wanted to, instead of saying I wanted to (laughs) anyways, um, so many people though do, they, they set these, these rules for themselves that. Okay, well, I can't, I can't coach anybody because I haven't made X amount of money, right? Here's the deal. Do you have the knowledge, the skills, and are you coming from a place of integrity and value? Well, if that's the case, then find those coaching clients, do it for free. Or because, you know, we had a big discussion on our mastermind group today about the fact that a lot of people don't treat something the same when they're not paying for it. But I think that's all in how you you position it and how you set that precedence. Or you put it out. I have a handful of coaching clients that are doing quote unquote case studies. They're charging, but it's a discounted rate. So there's options there. It depends on what it is. I am, am working on a new service and it's going to be a high, high-end service. However, I can deliver. And I'm getting case studies in the next 30 days. And we're going to make it happen. And you guys will hear more about this later. But I'm willing to do what needs to be done, whether it's for free a barter, a whatever that looks like. But I'm going to get it done. If it's, hey, you just need to charge, I'll charge you for labor, not mine if my team's involved. Other than that, you've got me, free access, right? I am willing to do that because I want this to happen. So I'm not waiting until I've had a paying client or I'm not waiting until, in this this new space, I'm not waiting until I've seen we've done this for somebody then they've moved forward, and then they've had X amount of success. No, I believe in this. And again, I do have the skills and the knowledge in this area to to pull this all together. But I'm just I'm gonna make it happen. You know, so you you can, people I think use the excuse of I can't do that because I haven't done this, or I can't charge because I haven't done this. So you will always be there. And, you know, all of these things at the time, they really feel like legitimate reasons. I'm gonna say something kind of crass. So I I will I will try not to cuss here. But it's it's that person then who will also justify taking a shit in public, right? And <laughs> that's so crass. And I, I apologize if that offended you guys, but it is never okay, right? So <laughs> at what point, unless you're, you know, under two and in diapers, at what point do you stop justifying why you can't take control of your own life. And I, I totally don't, <laughs> I swear, this is not supposed to be like me on a pedestal today preaching. Um, but but the truth is, we do get to choose. And I've had to realize that I'm going to give you guys a, a quick little client story that happened recently. And I caught myself in this. And that is one of the coolest things that I can tell you as soon as you start stepping into being super responsible, and you are totally this this self- responsibility for what's going on in your life, it is a freedom. I had this client that uh, we'd been doing some ongoing work for, and it was just uh, it was never easy and which also led me to the point that I just don't inherit sites. I mean, if somebody contacts me and says, "Oh, I've got this site. I just can I hire you for a few hours' of work?" I say no. If you want a revamp, we're good to go, but I do not inherit. Stuff because it is never ever ever. It's just not as straightforward. And it's hard to explain that to somebody who doesn't understand what you do or understand that all these moving parts have to work together. And if this isn't updated, anyways, you got my point. Um, but I caught myself literally on a Friday. <laughs> I was going to Costco. <laughs> Welcome to my exciting weekend life. Um, I was going to Costco, it was like dinner time and I'm getting these emails from this assistant, like an admin who is saying that we did this. And, you know, well, ever since you did this, the hosting, there's an issue here. It's because of the new theme, there's an issue here. Mind you, the host was saying, well, send us the zipped up theme, and and we'll fix it. Which if you hear, hear that statement, right, it's the theme that was causing the problem, which it was Genesis, we know it's not. Um, so send us the theme again, and we'll reinstall it. And anybody who has worked with any hosting company long enough, I I do think hosting companies, this is not a dig at at anybody, but they count on the client or the customer not having a clue about this stuff. So of course, the, I I was going to get really sarcastic, um, but the brilliant assistant, the admin person is going to just accuse me when she doesn't know what she's talking about. Okay. So by the third email, <laughs> I almost responded with a, no, I'm, no, no, I'm not upset. Um, I think it's cute that you are trying so hard to sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So does that give you a taste to where my brain goes? And <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I was like, oh, that would just put a replacement. And then I literally caught myself, what are you doing? Knock it off. You need to call this now, because they owed me a whopping $300. And I'm not saying that I'm that if if I had $300 in my hand, I am not putting it in the garbage disposal. Okay. But the point is, what was my sanity worth? What was my, my peace of mind, my, oh, my God, my well (laughs) being. And I just thought you have got to stop this. You are done with these people done walk away. It's not worth it. And if it just so I caught myself right. I was like, wait a minute, girl, you get to choose. You don't have to respond to her, you don't have to, everything you've done is done. It's just why on earth would you continue dialoguing with somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, let alone is accusing you of something? Here's just the really funny part, you guys, that I'm going to tell you this is called divine retribution. Um, after that whole debacle, I don't know, maybe a week goes by, and then I get the request for the I the W 9 right? So they can send me a 1099 because their taxes. And I was like, <laughs> not my problem, not my monkeys, not my, not my circus, not my monkeys, right? Here's the point. This admin even starts this email. This is totally turned into an event, but that's okay. With, you know, I don't want you to get in trouble with the IRS. <laughs> so it doesn't have the humility, the decency to say, we never got this from you. This was our responsibility. We want to get you paid. Could you please do this? and at which point i was very kind and said you can actually pay me without that as soon as that's done i'm happy to send you the w9 thank you for your concern for my taxes however the liability is on you not me unless i choose not to claim the income right which i will i'll claim it but the whole i just i found the whole thing confusing at that point that fun story was just to say i i caught myself getting caught up in someone else's circus, so fast, and then that's where I had to say you have you've got to set some boundaries, right so i I look back to when this came up, and I can tell you that when I connected with these people, I should have stopped it. It was in it was a gut feeling and had a conversation with the owner and it was all fine and well, but when someone tells you they can't find a person to continue working with on a regular basis, that's a red flag. And we had this discussion come up um, in my Facebook group, the Our Mastermind, where um, one of our members was saying that you know there's there's a challenge with somebody that she doesn't want to keep doing this type of business for, somebody that has been ongoing, she's not charging enough, blah blah blah. We've all been there, right? And she feels bad, she doesn't know what to do, and I was like, you you need to let it go, which by the way, <laughs> I am that dork who literally puts on the song "Let It Go from Frozen." on repeat, when I get in this space, just girl, you need to let this go. Um, but but we all kind of chimed in and said, you are worth so much more. And until you cut that cord until you say, I, I wish you the best, my I'm not doing this anymore, then you're not going to you're not going to get the right people to work with, because you're still in that space. And I and I won't get into like, you know, a bunch of attraction stuff here. But I really believe that stuff. You know, we we pull in who we are, who is in our lives as a reflection of who we are, all of that stuff. And it's tough because a lot of that requires a leap of faith. But at the end of the day, you get to choose. And here's something that I've started to live by now. This was, and and I do, I did mention this after my trip to Utah last fall for the Mastermind for Empire, and uh, which I will be going to Vegas in, wow, is it two weeks? Where are we at? Oh, like a week and a half. Holy moly. Uh, we're going to race Ferraris. I can't <laughs> wait. I will totally be posting pictures. Um, but Tony Tiefenbach, who I definitely need to get on the show, he's just a, a amazing guy, great at sales, but just has a way of presenting things. And it is Newton's third law that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? So if you have a fear that cutting that client loose is going to cause you financial hardship, the opposite also has to be true. That cutting that client loose is going to bring you some financial abundance. Okay, so if you start looking, Newton's third law, Newton didn't lie, you guys. (laughs) Um, Do you know what I'm saying though? So if, if you approach everything that well, if the possibility that this launch is gonna fail well, then the possibility that this launch is going to succeed is also there. So equal and opposite actions, right? All right, I am going to wind this down. And I would really appreciate it, you guys, if you let me know if th- this is helpful, if, if hearing kind of this, and trust me, I'm not going to get onto like shifting the show message and whatnot. I've got some great interviews. A lot of this interview today, I'm going to tell you, was spurred by my interview with Dan Norris of WP Curve last night meaning I spoke to him. It's, it's, it'll be released soon. But in listening to his journey, and it was so great to hear, he's he's got a book called The Seven Day Startup that I had to jump onto. See what I mean? You guys, I've bought three books in the last 20 more <laughs> hours. Um, but hearing how WP Curve was kind of like a last lifeline, so to speak, And but he made it happen. He took action and he made it happen. Um, so just, just want to leave you with a couple final words of wisdom and that I assume is my wisdom. Um, remember that you get to choose. At the end of the day, you get to choose who you work with, how you work, you, you know, the people you connect with, the people you engage with, how you show up online, you have that choice, be you be uniquely you. It, 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 that's when you're going to succeed. And always remember that, you know, any type of business is going to require, require hard work. It requires a little bit of hustle, frustration, tears, excitement, celebration, milestones, and victories. The thing is, all of those things are equally important, but what's most important is how you handle each of those situations, right? It's what goes on between our ears that will make or break us. Thank you for listening, as always, and hopefully the, the squeaky chair and the inability to not trip over my own words sometimes wasn't too hard for you to swallow. Um, as always, you guys, I would love a review and iTunes if you're up for it rating review would, would mean the world to me. I'm going to start aggregating those to the site. I'd love to give you a shout out. And I've got some great guests coming up. So so stay tuned. Uh, I think we're going to try to get back on the two the two shows a week because I do have some interviews to get out. Um, that's it, guys. Have an awesome day.